Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over some things to think about before you drain your pool, specifically if the pool is green and you're thinking about turning it around chemically, or you maybe consider draining it. I'm going to go over some pros and cons of draining your pool to put new water in there, especially again if you're trying to cure a green pool and you think draining it might be a faster way than doing it with chemicals. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So before you decide to drain your pool, especially if it's green, there are a few things to consider. I'm just going to touch on the chemistry or the chemical method here before I go into the pros and cons of draining. There's one method that you may want to implement, and this is kind of a pseudo draining of the pool, and this is using flock or aluminum sulfate. And this is a method where you drop everything down to the bottom, and then you would vacuum out the pool to waste. Now, if you don't have a backwash valve, multi-port valve with a waste mode, then you're limited in this method because most filters can't take all of this stuff being vacuumed into the filter. So a portable pump is something that you can actually build yourself. You get a pump on Amazon pretty inexpensively that you plug in to an outlet or socket, and then you can get a pool hose and vacuum and connect it. I have a video that shows you how to build one of these. For about 280 300 bucks. you can have a portable pump to vacuum out the pool. It may be not cost-effective if you're just a homeowner wanting to clean out your pool, but it's good to have that around for cleanups and things like that maybe in the future. But for a pool pro, you definitely want to have a portable pump. If you wanted to take it a step higher, you can get the Advantage Manufacturing Portavac. This is a portable filtration system that connects to the back of your truck via a hitch, and you can take this anywhere to vacuum out pools. If you do a lot of cleanups, this is a great way to do that. Flocking has a benefit of dropping all the algae to the bottom, and then you would just vacuum it out. So you're not putting a lot of chlorine in the pool per se. You're going to put the aluminum sulfate in the pool, and that will drop everything down to the bottom. What you would do for this process is you would put the pool and recirculate. Again, if you have a multi-port valve, if you don't, you can just run the filter for 30 minutes. But typically, you would want to recirculate the water for one hour and get the flock dispersed amongst the whole, you know, the pool as much as you can. And then turn the pool off for 24 or 48 hours and everything will fall to the bottom. And the reason why most filters can't handle this is that you're adding, you know, 8 or 10 or 12 pounds or 15 pounds of the aluminum sulfate flock to the pool. So that's going to be at the bottom. And then you have all the dead algae. So you're vacuuming in a lot of stuff into the filter and that's not possible. So why I said the flocking method is kind of like a pseudo drain. You're going to be, va- you're going to be vacuuming out the waste and you're going to take some water out with you as well as the algae, the dead algae dust. So you're going to drain maybe six inches of water in some cases, depending on you know how long it takes you to vacuum all that out of the pool. And thereby, you're going to lower down a cyanuric acid level that way. 
But also as a side note, Rudy Stankiewicz has come up with the thought or the theory that the aluminum sulfate itself will destroy this cyanuric acid level or lower it, and it'll take it down to about half. You can read more about it on his site. Probably the fastest way to find that information is to go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com, on the resource tab, scroll down to CPO courses, and then I'll take you directly to Rudy's, Rudy Stankiewicz's site, and then you can read the article about how flock can lower the cyanuric acid. So the reason why this may be a good method, if you have a pool with very high cyanuric acid in it, and you're thinking about draining it, you may just want to flock it, get a portable pump, or if, you have, if you're lucky enough to have a sand filter or defilter with the multi-port with waste mode, you can vacuum it out that way. And thereby, you're going to eliminate, of course, all the dead algae. You're going to lower the pool water down slightly, and the flock itself will destroy some of the cyanuric acid in the water itself. And so this may be a better option than draining your pool. And then, of course, you have my shock and awe method, which is where you pretty much chemically bomb the pool out with chlorine and bring it to levels that if a you know elephant fell into the pool, it would die. Basically, the levels are so high that it just destroys the algae. And it's got to be really high, 50 parts per million or above for this to be effective. But in most cases, you can chemically transform a green pool back into a blue pool, depending on some factors. Let me give you some factors to think about if you were going to use the chemical method, putting a lot of chlorine in the pool. Number one, if there's less than two inches of gunk on the bottom, you can probably turn it around with chemicals or chlorine, I should say. And if there's more than two inches of gunk on the bottom, then you probably are better off draining the pool because, again, unless you have a portable pump, you can't filter all that out. And if you're using just the chemical method without the flock, it'll be very difficult for any filter to take that much junk from the bottom of the pool. This is typical of a pool that's probably been green for a year, you know, a very long time where you have all that on the bottom. And then another thing you need to have if you're going to do the chlorine method of turning it around using chemicals is you have to have operating pool equipment. So the pool pump has to definitely be functional and the filter has to function and be in good working order for this to work because you're going to be cleaning the D filter and cartridge filter maybe a number of times to get the pool cleared up. And so these are factors that you have to be aware of if you're going to turn the pool chemically and that you have to have equipment that's functioning properly so that the water can circulate and that you can clean the filter and get all the dead algae out of the pool. So of course draining the pool completely does have the advantage of you're replacing all the water in there and therefore you're starting over fresh. And so if there's a high cyanuric acid level or very high total dissolved solids in the water, draining it is not a bad idea because then you're just starting from scratch with new water. Especially if the pool hasn't been drained in several years, it's not a bad idea to do that. Now here are the cautions with draining a pool out. And here's probably the most important one, and that is your neighbors or the people around, actually I should say the people around the customer that you're draining the pool at if you're in pool service, or if you're doing it yourself, your neighbors are going to probably not like the fact that you're draining the pool into the street. A lot of times there's nowhere in the backyard to drain it. You don't have a direct line into the sewer. Now you can find it if you're if you search hard enough. You can find the drain. It's got a black cap usually. Sometimes it's three inches in diameter. Sometimes it's one and a half inch in diameter, and there's a square cap on top usually, and that's usually the sewer line or the drain to the sewer. If there's a sewer, they don't have a septic or something, that'll drain it right to the sewer, and you'll find that usually by the kitchen, sometimes in the driveway in some cases, you'll find it in the garage. Mine's on the floor of my garage, which is weird, and you can of course just use the waste line if the laundry 
if the washing machine's in the garage or a laundry room where you can access it, where it's not going to cause any damage if it overflows, which is a possibility, you can use that laundry line. So back to draining it directly into the street, your neighbors aren't going to like it, and so more than likely one of them is going to call the city, and the city will come out, and especially if it's a green pool and you're draining it, more than likely the code enforcing officer will give you a fine, and it could be upward of 2000 to $10,000 depending on the city. I know there's some beach areas here where the fines are like 15000 It's pretty crazy. So draining a green pool into the gutter, into your street that goes out to the maybe to the ocean or to the sewer that way is a no-no, and most cities will fine you. They have codes that will enforce that. And even if you're draining a pool that's not even green, they'll actually come by and cite you. They'll even come out in my area if you're backwashing or cleaning a D-filter and someone calls saying, hey, there's some DE going into the street. In California and most of the areas here, I think it's a $10,000 ticket for getting diatomaceous earth into the sewer line or into the drain to the ocean. I think that's where it's going in the street. And so there's a lot of, you know, things they have to be aware of when you drain a pool. And that's one of them. You just can't drain it into the street and think you're okay. And, you know, areas like California, of course, is one area that you can't do that. Other states may be more liberal and more lenient in that regard, but we're not here. And then, of course, you have the fact that draining the pool means you have to refill it. And in some cases, depending on any kind of drought restrictions, I don't think we have that yet here. But that will probably be coming down the pike before the end of summer to where if you go over a certain amount of water, you're going to pay a premium for it. So draining a pool may be extremely expensive, and that may be something that may deter you from doing it if the water to refill it is expensive. On average, I think... It's not super expensive unless there's some drought restrictions like I mentioned. Usually, you know, with no restrictions, filling a 14,000-gallon pool is probably like 150 bucks. It's not super expensive. You will go over your tiers or your limits, but usually it's not something that's going to cost a lot of money to do unless, again, you're in a drought-restricted area and they're going to fine you for it. And they fine you in the bill itself by charging you more for the water you're going to use to refill it. So that may be a drawback also of draining the pool. You have to be aware of the cost of refilling the pool. And then there are some cautions on the weather when you drain a pool. Now this is mainly for acid washes, but if you're draining a pool because it's green, these same cautions go into effect. If the air temperature is 90 to 100 degrees, there is a chance that if you have a plaster pool, by leaving it empty just for even a few hours, the sun will actually damage the plaster, the heat and the sun Hitting it will damage the plaster. And then when you fill it back up, you may see chips and cracks in the plaster. So be aware that draining a green pool, and usually this is a summertime thing anyway, and so you have to be kind of aware of the temperature out there. So if you're draining a green pool in May or June and it's 100 degrees outside, there's a good chance that that plaster could be damaged, especially if it's an older plaster pool, by the heat and by being empty and being baked in the sun. So be aware that there's a caution with the weather also. You don't want to drain it when it's really hot. And then, of course, if you're like in Texas or Florida, where you may get four or five inches of rain in an hour or two, this could raise the water table and cause actually the pool to pop out if it was empty and the ground gets saturated with water. It's a rare thing, and I know that I mentioned this before, but a builder in Florida that that built over 2,000 pools only had this happen twice. And that's when the pool was being done and one of those crazy Florida rainstorms hit and caused the ground to get saturated. Since the pool was empty, it popped right out. This is not very common. It's not something that you have to really worry about. If you have general liability insurance, it will cover you for pop-outs for a plaster or pebble tech pool. 
I don't think it covers you for a pop-out in a fiberglass pool. I could be wrong, but I think most policies only cover the gunite pools and the pebble tech pools. But it's such a rare occurrence that they can write these policies and cover you because it's probably never going to happen in your lifetime because it really needs to have the ground extremely saturated with water for that to happen. Kind of look at, think in your head, the physics of it. You know, if you have an empty pool, it's pretty heavy. But then if you have the ground that's really wet, you can kind of see how this could happen. So if the ground is wet, really wet from a lot of rain, I'm talking like four inches in an hour, then having a pool that's been drained for this purpose and leaving it empty could cause that problem. Not very common again, but just be aware that that is something the pop out. You'll hear it, you know, talked about more than it needs to be, but I'm mentioning that here. And then you don't want to drain a vinyl pool or a fiberglass pool. Vinyl pool, mainly because the way they put the liner on, they put it on before there's water in there and then they fill it. And so it stretches and kind of holds itself because it has water in there. So when you drain the vinyl pool, chances are that vinyl is, is older and it's going to separate from the side of the pool at the top or from the skimmer. And then you're going to have a, a liner that's kind of detached and it doesn't look too good and it starts to tear and rip. So draining a vinyl pool is usually a no-no unless you're an expert at it. So if you do need to have your vinyl pool drained, let's say that it's really green and you don't want to turn it around chemically or with the flock method, call a company that does vinyl liners and they can drain it properly. They have a method of doing it that most pool companies don't have. So I would definitely have them drain that. An above ground pool draining it, it could cause the sides to cave in or tear. Same concept with the vinyl pool. Fiberglass pools, now I know you can drain them in some cases almost all the way to the bottom with no problem. I have one of my friends here that does uh, drainings of fiberglass pools and they have a method where they'll drain it and right when it's empty they'll start filling it up and he's done this a few times successfully but there are cases where the fiberglass shell I'm talking about the pools that are like dropped in with a crane in the backyard that are a shell like a giant bathtub there are certain things you'd be aware of the sides could collapse on those and they could pop out of the ground because there's really not a lot of weight to it like a regular a plaster pool and so draining a drop-in shell fiberglass pool is not advisable for those cautions there and you know drain at your own risk because I don't think insurance policies will cover you in that case so you can't drain a fiberglass pool usually you can't do it and then the vinyl pool so turning those chemically is probably the only way to do it safely and you can drain a fiberglass pool about halfway with no issue so if you want to do a partial drain and do the cleanup that way that's perfectly fine a vinyl pool, I wouldn't drain it more than a foot or two before you start running into problems with the liner possibly separating. So use caution when you're dealing with a vinyl or fiberglass pool. Again, just call the experts in. If you want to drain your fiberglass pool, call a fiberglass pool builder, someone who drops them in all the time. They can do it properly for you. The regular pool company probably doesn't want to touch it, and I wouldn't advise anyone to do that. You just want to call on the experts, those that put those pools in probably can drain it properly or better than you can drain it. In most cases here in my area, we turn green pools around with just chlorine, putting a large amount of chlorine in there. I call it the shock and awe. And a lot of other parts of the country use the flock method where they add the aluminum sulfate and drop everything down to the bottom. And these are highly effective methods where you don't need to drain the pool. You can, of course, do a partial drain anytime after that. So if you're doing the chemical version where you're turning it around with chlorine, and the cyanuric acid is at 200. After you turn it around, I know it seems kind of counterintuitive, but you can drain half that water out and fill it with fresh water, and that'll lower the cyanuric acid down to 100. 
But when you drain the fresh water out, it's a lot safer. You're not going to have a lot of neighbors complaining. And you can pretty much safely drain that water out. Again, draining anything to the street, even fresh water or clear water, is going to be a problem in some areas where the city will come after you. So try to find the sewer line directly to drain it at. Look around for it. And if you can't, then you can kind of do what the pool guys do in my area and drain it at 10 o'clock at night when no one's watching. But draining a green pool will definitely get you in trouble, and you don't want to do that. So after you finish getting the pool turned around and blue again, if you wanted to do a partial drain to lower the cyanuric acid down, I think that's perfectly fine. And again, if you do the flock method, that should take care of the high cyanuric acid in the pool because of the things I mentioned earlier about it. But I think turning the pool around chemically or with the flock method is the best way to do it versus draining it. Unless, of course, the rule of thumb that I mentioned, there's more than two inches of gunk on the bottom. I'm talking really thick, you know, black stuff on the bottom that you can't even, you know, vacuum up because it's so thick. Then you definitely would probably want to drain that pool. You have not much of an option. But again, that's pretty rare and that's for a pool that's been green for maybe a year. Maybe it's a foreclosure or someone who didn't take care of their pool. In most cases, the green pools are just something seasonal and it's something that people just things get out of hand and maybe the pumps stop working for a month or two weeks and the pool turned on them or they had a filter issue. Those are the more common green pools that you run into out there. And running into like a true swamp where it's not been cleaned for a year is something a little on the unusual side, at least in my area. And it's something they don't run into a lot. But those you definitely probably want to drain because the equipment may not be functioning. And again, those rules that I mentioned about the equipment working are really critical because if you're trying to turn a pool chemically and the pump's not priming or holding the prime, or if the filter needs new grids or cartridges and you don't change those, then you're going to have a really hard time turning that green pool around. It has to have functioning equipment that's working really good so that it actually works and the process works. And I think draining does have its place, but it's not something that you should automatically think is the best thing or the, you know, the go-to method. I think using flock or using a large amount of chlorine are the better methods of turning a green pool around. And if you're looking for other podcasts that I've recorded, you can go to my website, swimmingprolearning.com, and on the banner, click on the podcast icon. It'll take you to a drop-down menu of the other podcasts that I've recorded. And if you're interested in enhancing your business, definitely consider my coaching program. You can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.